2: Episode of 19 Keys Enlightening Conversations and Dialogue. On this special episode, you're listening to me on the Mansion Show with Zoe Williams um, and another good brother, Corey Holmes, and some other special guests that I can't remember all of their names because I was just invited to this show, and we end up having an amazing dialogue about manhood and masculinity and a lot of different paradigm shifting topics. I want y'all to just listen as we dive in. If some of the parts are funny, some of them are serious, some of them provide some really great context of thought for you all to be able to listen and observe. I hope y'all appreciate this podcast. As always, make sure you support the podcast, share it with someone, you know. Um, you know, you can always give some money to the anchor. That's up to you. But anyway, just listen and enjoy. I'm 19 Keys. It's another episode. Let's shift the paradigm. <laughs>
0: putting it in the it's future a, it's a whole new generation a little smart motherfuckers whipping niggas like <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm fucking with these youngsters man hey his name is 19 keys smart boy what's up brother I'll tell you right now this, you know, he's man. in the building him, right man. now and then we got bobby glanton smith he about to fall asleep wake up bobby no, no 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 okay good and then of course we got the big homie og corey holcomb in the building i got a question for everybody at the table starting with bobby When was the last time your ego failed you? When was the last time it was attacked? When was the last time it was cracked? When was the last time it shattered your ego, your pride? Now, you know, some people will distinguish pride and ego. When was the last time your ego failed you? You know your ego is your identity, who you think you are. When was the last time that failed you? Man. That's, that's a question, recurring
3: yeah. question. Yeah, let's get that. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. That's a recurring question. I guess uh, the last time it happened, when I ended up feeling like maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Keep and going. if that's the case, what am I supposed to do? Mm. And my reaction to you know doubting myself, was that inventory, that personal inventory and said, am I that far from where I want to be in in, in my center mm. of life that this is actually true or am I in an environment where I'm not being nourished internally? Because mm. it's, it really starts with, with me. Mm-hmm. If I believe in what I believe in, then there's no turning me back, which mm. means I got to accept the consequences of some loss. Mm. And that's when the wobbling can get you in trouble, mm-hmm. when you keep trying to turn um, a six into a seven, mm. you know, and it's just not going to fit into that square. Mm-hmm. And uh, the longer I struggle with those kinds of situations, the worse it has gotten. Mm-hmm. And uh, people will respect you only if you respect yourself. I mean, these are all phrases you hear all your life, but they actually play out that way. Mm, 19 keys, then Corey Holcomb.
2: I know, that's an interesting question. Um, I would have to think about, uh, I think, just in current time, I don't hold on to too many past thoughts, but if I could go back to just being around powerful individuals, you know, um, like some of the brothers you just talked about, when we in our groups, I think it requires a sacrifice of ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, of even that whole identity that you build up and who you think you are. Sometimes, and it becomes as you become super observant as far as how other people respect other people and how people are held in different positions, title, blah, blah, blase. You know, for me, it has always been about um, instead of like getting rid of ego, it's always been about shifting the ego in a direction to where it can become valuable for me. Mm-hmm. you know, and I think I talked about last time, the we go, you know, as far as, mm-hmm. you know, we put our ego into things that we do together and that's what we brag about. Instead of like, Law, let me be the one that's put the big face on the flyer. Let me be the one that's the say that I don't want that created this or that and the third. And instead saying that, nah, because if it's really for the bigger picture and we really doing something for the people, then I shouldn't have no problem sacrificing that in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Let's shift the direction of that energy uh, of the I into the we. So we walk around bragging like, "Look what we did together." You know how hard it is to work together; it's hard as hell, especially with people who have ego. So instead, the new ego becomes the we go. We just brag about what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that I had to diminish it in the sense of getting rid of it, because that's you know very much of an impossibility. Um, but in the sense that let me put it in a direction that this actually becomes valuable for me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: But and working with a lot of individuals that are powerful, that are genius, that are have their own um, aura and their own energy about them, you ch- questioning yourself to be like, all right, how does mine max out with other individuals as powerful? Because mm. it's easy for when you're around other people that don't have status, that don't have, you know, uh, accolades or whatever, and to feel like somebody. Mm. But how does that stack up when you're around other individuals who've done more than you?
0: Mm. Interesting. Corey?
1: Hey, Zoe, give me the question one more
0: time. When was the last time your ego failed you? When was the last time it cracked? When it was the last time it shattered? Because you hear people say all the time, the ego is fragile, especially on a man. Male's ego is fragile. We hear that a lot, right? When was the last time it failed?
1: Failed me today. It's like Bobby said, this is a reoccurring thing. <laughs> no, 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 that's real talk right there, though. I saw my wife calling my phone. Me and my wife having real problems. In fact, we ain't together for real no more. So when I saw the phone ring, everything that makes sense about me said, "Don't answer that phone." Mm. But my ego, <laughs> <laughs> I can handle this call. I can take this call. <laughs> I'm gonna be calm. <clears throat> We're going to figure it out. It's my nigga right here. I'm Corey. I can handle (laughs) this. Even though I failed this call thousands and thousands of times. You see what I'm saying? But my ego made me answer that phone, and just like almost every phone call I have with my wife, who I love to death, it ended, fuck you, then, get off my phone. (laughs) So I don't want everybody to think that they the only one going through it. <laughs> I, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna no. win the phone call. Oh lord. And all man, everybody man. who really been through it, that fucked up and said I do. oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Your ego make you think I'm finna try to win this conversation. <laughs> not even win. I'm gonna try to communicate with somebody. Right. That ain't trying to communicate with me. They want me to do what they want me to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and as you get older, you just have less tolerance for it, and then you wind up saying, shut the fuck up talking to me and don't call me no more. Mm. So my ego blew it today, and now I probably won't talk to her for at least another week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of saying until she wants something. <laughs> That's how cold this game is. Ego made me answer that phone. I hate I did it. Mansers, Hey, ego made me lose control mm. with
0: Aries. With well, who? But Aries. Now, another woman that wasn't <laughs> that was ego
3: no Joe. Oh, that wasn't no ego man
0: hey yeah, man i coulda did it another way
3: no not what was not the situation no if you sit in front of uh, don't go somebody, through the whole situation nah, nah, yeah, <laughs> you sit next to somebody for 2 life. hours swallowing your pride fuck your ego your pride cuz this is no I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. Not one fucking thing for two hours. On a broadcast that goes all over the world. Shit. That's the
0: bridge version. Okay, thank you, Bobby. Hey, Shit. Let Corey tell the rest. No, we good. <laughs> <laughs> we good. This is Mansions right now. We built. it. Why'd you bring it up? Because Corey revealed the truth. And it's called disclosure reciprocity mm. if somebody discloses a truth around you that you fuck with it tends to make you disclose a truth facts that's okay. called disclosure reciprocity i got you i got you you see what i'm saying and a lot of times men aren't in circles like this enough to be able to feel safe enough mm. to disclose and thus create this cycle of disclosure reciprocity. Okay. And that's what we need as a community. Because one thing I want to point out, <clears throat> the word ego means identity, It means self. In America, the black man's self is partly authored by white people. So... It's hard for you to claim 100% man because man equals freedom, enterprise, onward and upward without constraints. Look up these terms in the law dictionary freedom, unconditionally free, get to do what the fuck I wanna do, liberty, freedom within the constraints of the law. You understand? Men are enterprising. Man is enterprising. White men, once he been in power, he said, fuck it, we going to the moon. <laughs> That's enterprising. That's freedom. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you look at black men, every sector of this society has tried to make you bend the knee in one way or another. Doesn't mean, as men, we haven't found ways to say freedom. Fuck all that. We're going to do what the fuck we want to do. But then we get the label dysfunctional because you're trying to do shit outside. You understand? That motherfucker is uncoachable. You know the word. That motherfucker, you can't tell that nigga shit. Yeah, you know, he hard to deal with. Then it becomes toxic masculinity. He's aggressive. You understand? Now... <clears throat> Einstein could be a little asshole in class and be considered a genius. If we are a little asshole in class, we get detention or expulsion. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now I'm saying if we're not the author of our ego, how can we claim
3: manhood? Bobby? Uh, By by really making up, not even making up, but establishing uh, a criteria for being a man that you can consistently live by, because that ego goes all over the place into pride, uh, uh delusion, a whole lot of things. From my from my vantage point, most of the mistakes that I can honestly say that I made came from not being willing to admit that I ain't gonna always be right. And if I do the best I can once I go. have made a mistake, there we go. I done made mistakes, and so since he, we done opened the floor up like that, yeah. Man, this brother here, we went through some things that had more to do with me not knowing how to talk to him Mm -hmm. about my behavior, because you got to get down to the root of why you're doing certain things. And I'm speaking for myself. Because it can look like something, it can look like you don't care or that you're being disrespectful to somebody else when really you're struggling with what to do, period, and you don't know what to say. That's
0: like when you and I first met. When we was down at the... At the, G, at the J spot.
3: Mm-hmm. This
0: motherfucker was wild at the J spot. But then he recognized, and I think you talked to him like, hey, man. Because he, he, he was on the air. But then he recognized it. Bobby did. Bobby pulled me to the side and was just like, nigga, I, don't just, I just don't know who you are, nigga. <laughs> just, who are you? And then we talked. And Bobby was like, oh, this nigga wanted me. He, he, he wanted mine. Right. We, the, we the same. And me and Bobby been cool ever since then. But again, that male ego is so fragile that we got to walk on eggshells to approach each other. Mm. So imagine how our woman
2: has to position herself to talk to us. But, you know, I believe that uh, part of being a man is you don't have to be right. You just have to be growing. And in that absence, it releases the border and the constraints on your manhood as far as, You know what creates the so-called fragility because i always say the only time that masculinity be considered toxic or uh in a context of fragility is when it's not matched by a conscious identity and by that i mean self-knowledge and there's a difference between masculinity and divine masculinity and we talking about that of the higher mind and so a lot of it i think that we deal with is not actually masculinity it's more so toxic femininity that a person doesn't actually have control over the emotional aspect of self mm. which is what a lot of people end up showcasing because mm. part of masculinity is power which also goes to not just external power but internal power and also power over emotions. so i was always taught that you know um you're supposed to rise above emotions into the thinking of god so that rising above emotions is more so showcasing you have power over the feminine aspect of self because that deals with the emotions but a lot of men don't study women. They don't study the feminine aspect of self. So therefore they don't have power over that aspect of themselves. So when you get anger, your anger is more so driven. It's the same thing that you can be considered, you know, you can consider uh it to be more masculine fighting, a physical exercise, you know what I mean, than shooting. You know what I mean? Then you get an emotional and you just pull a trigger. Mm-hmm. That can be considered more feminine than mm-hmm. masculine. I like that. So when we look at the reality of it, I think that we have a holy imbalance. So it's more so being balanced between your masculine and your feminine aspect. And that's where you get the divine masculinity because you're talking about of the higher mind. Mm-hmm. So rising above it and having control over it.
0: Got it. Bobby? I mean, uh, Corey?
2: Now, is there a definition for what a man is? Do we have
1: that? That's what mm. we were trying to get to last mm. night. I remember, yeah, that's why I say we, that. we was working.
0: Mm. We was working through that,
1: mm. and, and we never came we up. We with We never a, <laughs> did. Go, <laughs> ahead, <laughs> but, come on, go ahead, ahead, come on, Corey. What a man is. We never did. <laughs> this is that's why. why. There we go. This is why. What you do while you are alive is so important, especially in front of people you're going to see again, because you are being watched and judged, and I'm saying. It's good when you approach people and they know you of conducting yourself like this man we are talking about, not somebody who's slick, not somebody who talk, you know, split tongue, always trying to con you. Because when you do that and you establish yourself as that person around man or woman, you are not looked at as a man. But Mm -hmm. when you conduct yourself straight up and had the courage to admit when you wrong. Right. That's what people people say. If if, you, if you're not around and somebody say something about you, I'm talking about people who ain't even good people will be like, no, not that motherfucker. Not him. That motherfucker conducts himself like a man. Right. That's why it's very important, even when somebody ain't looking or you think ain't nobody looking because, you know, somebody always watches, you know mm. what I mean? Right. Conduct yourself straight up, being forthright, Don't try to out-slick your brother and sister. Don't do that shit because your rep might not mean nothing to you, but I'm telling you, it means something in the long run when you out here trying to step to somebody with anything. Because if you known as a bullshit motherfucker, I'm looking at you like this the whole time you talking. Who you talking to me? Right. I know you ain't talking to me. Right. I know you for bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you for You them niggas <laughs> you ain't. You ain't got the courage to stand on what you do <laughs> and, and be forthright. Oh, man. So if we looking for a definition of man, I'm just saying, the one I would come with is the motherfucker who come for real, the motherfucker who you can look at when he talk. Right. And, and, and take that shit to the bank. Right. right. Oh, he said it, I believe him. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. how you want to be in this world, and that's how we need to teach these youngsters how to be, because I believe a lot of them who have a moral compass will get with that shit.
0: So let's just say the definition of man, this is about to put the whole kibosh on everything that was just said. <laughs> let's just say the definition of man is God.
1: Ain't God more than man?
0: And man is more than society.
1: Because yeah, I feel like, because God would... will
2: be the actualization of man. Here we go. How yes, about that? way to go, young man. Yes, girl. that this would be up. the
1: definition. Yeah. You are trying to be God? I like yeah. that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's an upward climb to that. Yes. Hell and yeah. I always say that manhood is about always putting the terms of management. And I look at it when you're a boy, because there's a difference between being a male, a boy, and a man. The man is the construct that you put, that you actually define as far as what you become and how you structure your mind to live your life. Right. So you're born a male, but not everybody develops into manhood. Into manhood. So what happens when you're a boy? You have somebody managing for you. When you want to eat, somebody else provides for you. Right. When you want to go to school, somebody makes that schedule for you. When you want to make money, every, you have parents. You have... You know, uh, somebody who authors your life and administer all your activities, somebody that manages you, and always break it down to man age.
0: Wait, I like what you're saying here because I I, I need to—I think what you're saying, and you can say it shorter, is this. You can't be man unless you manifest. You can't have the word
2: manifest
0: without man.
2: Yeah, willpower is part of manhood. You know, because that goes directly Mm -hmm, to saying that I have a thought and I can say that it be. Like, your ability to to be able to have a thought and to imprint that on reality, your willpower, that's part of manhood. Right. So, the greater you are at managing yourself, the more you are of a man. That's why I was going to say,
0: there is no other definition for manhood other than divine
2: masculinity. Well, I think it steps upon Of course. Because somebody can be basically provide for themselves, protect themselves those different things, but they might not have that emotional capability of that divine manhood Mm -hmm. to where, yeah, you can make your own money, you understand me, you can be in a relationship and things of that nature. People think that they get a job, they get a car, and they get an apartment, and they buy themselves they a man. Mm -hmm. That's only part of it, Mm -hmm. but there's another level.
0: There's a higher level. And that
2: divine masculinity comes from that masculine-feminine balance within self, which is usually when you get into a relationship with a woman who brings that out of you.
0: So how does this feel to y'all? Bobby, I'm coming to you on this. Societal responsibilities requires man to be a custodian of those responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, we mix up a good custodian of societal responsibilities as a man. Mm. Now... The brother just said something very powerful, and I wanted to point to this book that a lot of people don't read and a lot of motherfuckers are scared to look at. It's the Kabbalion. We have to be careful of how we characterize femininity Mm -hmm. because all our ancient science stolen by white folk and claimed by them, the seven principles right here, all straight out of Egypt. And all the Masons, all the white boys who created the Lodge over in England, they all use this book. They all read this. Seven principles out of Egypt. Mm. One of those principles, you get the seven hermetic, mental transmutation, the all, the mental universe, the divine paradox, the all in the all, the planes of correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, causation, and gender. See... When we apply emotionality to just women, we do women and men a disservice. Facts. Say that again. When we apply emotionality to just the female gender, we do both
2: men and women a disservice. And when we uh, classify femininity as anything to do with weakness. That's exactly. So
0: again, there's certain levels to this shit. Yes, there's toxic femininity that could be fucking destructive.
2: Expressing yourself is feminine. Art is feminine. You know I, mean? I, we I, I don't think we know how to classify most of the things that we do as what part of that feminine expression that we actually exercising.
1: If your you mean- fart don't make noise, that's feminine. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm gonna try to justify
0: that for by the tenth of a second. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this motherfucker sounds like you done shit it on yourself. <laughs> if your fart don't make noise, that's I think it is. That's feminine. It's right. It's right. Wet booty ass. Mm. You don't get your cavernous butt out
1: of here. <laughs> you yeah, cavernous.
0: How do you know what that means? Go ahead. Mm. It's a cave. But (laughs) uh, yeah, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because sometimes as men, we can have a very linear and inflexible definition Mm -hmm. of manhood where it's black and white. And all I'm saying is there's a power in men to be creative. There's a power in men to be expressive, expansive. Again, there's yin and yang everywhere. And especially in relationships, there's yin and yang between men and women, but there's also yin and yang within. Exactly. Duality. How you gonna understand her language if they speak different languages? Remember the brother mentioned it yesterday about men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And that book was written by Dr. John Gray. He he was on the show with us, Bobby. Mm, I remember. Again, you got to connect to your feminine side to even be able to understand the language of Venus. Mm. But is that sensitive? Because, you know, a lot of men are afraid to connect to that side because all of a sudden
1: these niggas got on footsies. Anything could happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Any- I mean, like, some men are afraid to do certain things with other men, like hug your brother. Uh, like, you might be in a hotel room. Y'all couldn't afford to get two hotel rooms and there's one bed. Oh, I ain't sleeping in the bed with another dude. All that stuff comes from when you're young-minded. But when you graduate and you have self-confidence, you know who you are. Right. It's certain things that don't bother you no more. You Mm. laugh at it. You be like, that ain't what I'm on. Right.
2: You know what I'm saying? Well, see, I think that comes into being able to manage your own emotions. Like, if something (laughs) like that came up, that's where that logic comes in. Like, no, it overrides that emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's where, yeah, okay, that was a feminine feeling that I just had, but let me override that with logic and reason and become more rational in this thought process. Right, because I know who the fuck right. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't worried about him. Me and I... my, bro- my younger brother, it's funny, it's we were just having this conversation about like men wearing pink and dresses and things of that nature, and, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the context that can an individual say that, well, you know, I'm a man, I can wear what I want. And I was explaining, like, there has to still be context in it, Right. So if a person is wearing like European fashions and dresses, things that are made for like white women and you a black man and saying, I'm just a man, I could do what I want, that doesn't, that doesn't really tie into the same conversation. Now, if it was more so something that was attached that was cultural, like in Africa wearing long garbs and things of that nature, then you can say, okay, that's a person doing something that's attached more to a cultural logic. Mm-hmm. But to do something in a, a more feminine rebellious aspect just because Something was, wasn't made for you that you want to do it, especially within the context of America to where, you know, I, I don't believe that make, wearing pink or anything makes any person any less masculine. I think that, of course, color hue has something to do with feminine and masculine properties. But when it comes to certain things in America, there is a context in and in a construct that was created. And I think that we have to be careful a lot of times when we define in ourselves and we define in the reason that we do things because it could be very feminine for an individual to rebel just cause, mm-hmm. you know, and because that doesn't really have a deeper entrained logic in it. So we sometimes try to uh, rationalize our feminine behavior instead of balance our masculine and feminine in the decisions that we make. Cause I can maybe want to do something. I had a feeling to do something, but then my masculine side said, let me, let me, rational, let me rationalize with that thought process. You know, and we talk about identity of black men in America is dangerous sometimes to where we fall into the European scope of masculinity because I think there's a difference between black masculinity and white but, masculinity.
0: Yeah, of course. But if black masculinity is running the society that you live in and creating all of the social game rules and the social engineering, they run all that shit, you don't get to be who you really are. They'd be like, no, nigga, we're not doing that. Right. Now, remember, white masculinity didn't mind homosexuality. Right. The Romans and the that Greeks. was part of their shit. Romans and Greeks was like, boy lovers. Yeah. They, <laughs> they pedophiles and all kind of stuff. Pedophile. All that shit was on limits. Right. You know, if they got married to a woman for the first few years, she had to dress like a boy. Mm. And back into the room and the bedroom, walking what? backwards. What? Mm.
1: This is real shit. No, I ain't on nothing about and that. And creep no. her little yeah. ass
2: in the bed and be boy like. That's where a lot of the, the mentorship comes from. <laughs> is the young boys having access to the older man's knowledge? So, and the Greeks would bend over the young boys that were more of the rebellious. And what they would do is they would practice pedestry in the sense that. They wanted to neuter that mindset of those young paradigm shifters. Absolutely. Because ain't nobody, nobody's born in a world except in a world the way it is. You ask questions like, why it have to be this, that, and the third? So the way that they killed that mindset was they practiced pedestry. They bent them over and they neutered that mindset. And then they fed them their paradigm so that they grew up and enforced those same rules in that same cycle. Look, sports started out naked. Mm.
0: That's why you get the word gymnasium. It means nudity. Does it? Gymnasium. The gym, we go to, to Gymnasium means nudity.
2: Is that where the slaps on the ass come from?
1: That, all that. Mm. So back in the day,
0: they used to... I never to,
2: got it. I never understood. Put they, on them little shorts, Nick.
1: <laughs> they used to make the boys have sex with the men in Greek culture and stuff yeah. like yeah.
0: that? Yeah. Yeah, mm. man. That was so a mentorship. Can you imagine
1: being like a a boy who ain't never going to be up with that shit, and you just know this is happening to you, and you got to throw it back at him so it'll be over quickly. Oh, I can't imagine that.
3: <laughs> Fucking get it over
1: with. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man, if, you're, if you're a young man and you are being basically deboed mm. What the fuck
0: you
1: gonna do? It's like in jail. Mm. Damon. Getting Damon mm. right? Mm. But there's a
0: financial raping. There's an educational raping, right? There's a there's a financial emasculation, and there's an educational emasculation. There's a knowledge emasculation. Mm-hmm. I can't let. First off, do you know one of the most hidden artifacts from ancient Egypt? Is all the big dicks that was carved in the walls and the statues. You don't see the dicks.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you have knowledge that dicks have been. <laughs> Taken away. I mean, that might not. Your ego might not want to let it be My ego—that's well. the most angry part of history. My ego is fine. Dick's disappeared, and you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> the dick ticker. Wait,
2: wait, Corey. The, the, the phallus symbol. The dick sports ticker. <laughs> <So> Dick's missing. <laughs> I mean, but that—that—that that, that really goes into the whole reason that you know there's white masculinity and black masculinity because. Part of even like murder and brutality that happens today. And in older culture, there was cannibalism of white men, of black men, believing that they would eat the flesh and the spirit of the black men and be able to take on their power. You know, and there was a a very sexual aspect of that that existed within that as well. So a lot of people don't know the connection between these histories and even that Greek shit. If you think about it, that I look at that as. Um, the older generation versus the young generation. Right. You know, emasculating them and forcing them to take on your mindset, and that's the only way that you accept them. And so when you have that rebellious mindset of that young person, there's a, a, a very much emasculation of that young mind until they take on your ideologies, and then you groom them so that they can continue to perpetuate your ideology instead of allowing them to grow and evolve and to introduce a new one. Because all systems, especially within... This particular construct of masculinity is about control instead of growth, you know? But see, this goes back to to what I was saying about what they cover up.
0: Just like you've seen Egyptian busts and statues of the sisters, right? The sisters, you saw the ass on them. And you know how we are as men. Mm. We know what our sisters look like. It's just been recent that white women done got these asses. And I'm just saying, question on that. Do you
2: think Obama has anything to do with that?
0: Wait, before I even go there, let me finish this point right here. They hid all of the artifacts because the physiques and the figures tell you who those people are. Mm. They not finna show 12-inch dicks on a statue because we know... What's happening? Mm. These are folk. Mm. Part of that has to do with, we're going to cover it. That's why th- these artifacts are all over the world in different museums, and you got to have permission to go see shit so you'll know oh, this this, this our culture. Again, this goes back to, can you be a man without the true knowledge of who the fuck you are and where you came from? Can you really be a man pantomiming another man's system?
1: Yeah, no, if you put it like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, you, <laughs> but there's always going to be <clears throat> exceptions, and that's when it really gets to be <clears throat> problematic because somebody's mm-hmm. always going to be able to, to mold into that, to that space where it appears that they are doing well but it's not replicatable, nor is it sustainable. Uh, and Obama's a good example of that. You know, We had certain expectations that were unrealistic, and then by the time we found out that you can't be somebody else and meet the needs of the people that you most look like, it's going to fall apart. And it fell apart right in front of us to the point where wow. it got embarrassing, man, because anytime time you can't even defend... Your your your, your self respect. In other words, somebody come up and stick a finger in your face, and you the most powerful man allegedly in the world, and you got to take that.
0: Bobby, you were there, weren't you? The civil rights, right? The civil rights movement. era. That era. The era. Yeah, you were there. was
3: in the movement. But was, I was motherfuckers era. holding
0: up signs saying, "I'm a man."
3: They wore them. Okay, they wore the signs. This is my point. But that was not the only aspect of the civil rights movement. And that's why we are in the shape to win now because there were people. What who, was the
1: other aspect?
3: other aspect of it was the deacons of defense and other little, little, little groups of men that did not allow you to ride through the neighborhood and terrorize the neighborhood without some get-back. It happened in Chicago. It happened in, in, in cities all over America, but mm-hmm. that was on the down low. Now, them folks know who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. There's a reason why the KKK never messed with the Muslims. It was gonna be some get back. Now they didn't have no problem riding over and pimp and pip slapping Dr. King till he got tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he and, and he started using the deacons of defense for his You're personal stop security. Stop slapping me,
0: God damn it! But <laughs> see that
2: that all goes so to to individual manhood rather than being a part of a collective, mm-hmm. right? Because part of that protection that's provided to you is being part of that collective to where you can exercise your manhood you know, you can speak a certain way that you want to because you have somebody that's you protecting them and they protecting you because part of manhood is being able to protect self and then after you gain that protection from self, you can protect others. So I think that the problem is is that it's the lack of unity and the lack of being a part of a tribe or a part of a collective that allows you to have, it's like a police officer can act like a man because he knows that he has... Backup. Well the gun so by himself. And, yeah, the gun, his crew, his training, all of right. that is the
0: great equalizer. So
2: we but so it's it's kinda we are at a disadvantage when you don't have nobody to help back you up. Your masculinity is only backed by you. So you can only go so far as like, you know, even in a slave that wants to be rebellious, if he don't have nobody else to back him up, he's sacrificing his life in the name of this feeling or this action. Mm. So you have to ask yourself, is it the more manly thing to go out there and sacrifice your life? For this feeling or so called ego, or is it more logical and rational for preservation?
0: What about in the conscious community? What about in the religious community? That fragile black male ego. If we can't get power from society, we could get power from our community. Right. And when we get power from our community, most times we misuse
3: it. True. We take advantage. True. Is that true? Yes, it is. And it's uh, on who it is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot true. of times it's what you know. And then at what point did you find out the truth? For example, before Ali, the mob controlled boxing. I mean, the Italian mob controlled boxing. And boxers, more importantly, including Sonny Liston. When Ali made that transformation <clears throat> from the uh, original investors in Louisville, Kentucky, in his career, and the things that they was just just taken from him. I mean, he, he had a, a lifetime contract that he wasn't supposed to be able to get out of. And by the time he began to come into his own consciousness and an awareness, he gravitated to the only people that could break that contract mm-hmm. and put him on a course where he had more to say about how his money was spent. Right. Mm. But that got buried in our history. We haven't been able to look at the models of success within our culture where we broke the chains right. of oppression. Right. Mm. Right, we don't we don't know nothing about it, Corey. No,
1: I would ask like, uh, like what you said happened to Ali. I, I I get it. I even I even can see. Are you talking about when he got up under the Muslim Brothers? Exactly. So, other than the Muslim Brothers
3: in America, it, where else can you go? It 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 goes beyond that into like much smaller examples of that because there's been some flaws in that because Herbert didn't do right by him. Okay, Herbert Herder, Okay, that's that one was of the his guys manager. who was mm-hmm. up
1: on them who was
3: one of the Muslim nah, that, brothers. that was the brother that managed things for his father, Elijah Muhammad, and and it got out of control. But there were some other people out of that same group that, that became a part of his lasting relationships with people of color, you know, his own people managing... His stuff and giving those people opportunity to flourish. Cause remember at that time you had a better chance trying to get some honesty
1: and communication with your own versus Caucasian folks. But it is my opinion now. I don't care who you are, everybody out to get you. It ain't no more, oh, we black, (laughs) we 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 gotta look out for each other. My experience on this planet.
3: The black ones to get you quicker than the white was not. Because wow. you trust them and you believe in them. Wow. Well, and that's where the rubber does meet the road. Because people have to over a period of time gain your trust and earn your trust. And, and along when you the tell, way, and when you tell,
1: I ain't trying to cut you off, but when you tell people that, which is what I do, because I get people who walk up to me and say something like, Oh, why you got this Mexican person working here and all like that? Why you ain't got nobody black? I my my response always offends. These people who bold enough to say that to me. And I tell them, I was like, it don't matter if you black or whatever. I don't trust you. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're willing to earn my respect, I'm, I'm more than happy to do business and associate with my own. It feel better to work with your own. To be quite honest, I'm bold enough to say that. But in this world, especially since I moved out here to L.A., niggas ain't shit. So, so let me, so I let me hit y'all that.
0: all with this. Mm. In order for your woman to respect you, society
1: has to
2: respect you.
1: Is
0: almost, that a question? That's
2: almost true, though.
0: That, i That's the question. Yeah, sure that depends. That's it's
2: context on that because you could be, a, and and then you have to align what respect is because you know you could be a type of individual who is not politically correct and who doesn't fit within you know, uh, uh, um, agreement with anything in society. And society may not respect that, but that doesn't mean you're not a powerful, dangerous individual who take care of all their responsibilities in life and still successful.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: mm-hmm. they might not be respected by the, your white friends, might not be respected by your gay friends, might not be respected by your right, left-wing, liberal, whatever friends that you have. But as, as they stand as a man on their own and how they take care of their activities daily— you can still be a man without having the filter uh, or the categorized respect by society. Sometimes that means you're more respectable, mm, true. you know, because you create your own world instead of assimilating into another one. That's
1: mm. Deep. Mm, by, I like that. Uh, that question you asked, I want to make sure I say it right when I say this. You you asked, what can your woman respect? Can, can your woman respect you
0: if society doesn't? Do you need society res- to respect you in
1: order for your woman to respect you? It depends on the woman. <laughs> Come on, Corey. If you are a respectable woman, mm. you are going to flock toward a respectable man. Now, let me tell you something. More than anything on this planet, like even a baby, because a baby got to watch you to learn how to talk. Mm. Mm the motherfucker watching you the hardest is that woman you got around you. Mm-hmm. She ain't missing nothing. Details. Trust me. <laughs> if you are respectable, which is very hard to do, be a respectable person around that woman, even if she a villain, I'm telling you, she gonna give you yours when it really bore down to it. <clears throat> even if she gotta get the fuck away from you because if she ain't respectable, she gonna wind up getting the fuck away from mm. you because you are gonna intimidate her
2: by mm. being a righteous person. Only Mm. time, often time when a woman don't respect a man is when he doesn't do what he says. That's true. Right. If you you say you're some kind of way, even if you're respected by society, but behind closed doors, that's not you. You can lose that respect. Mm. I saw this. Oh, go ahead. My
3: bad. No, finish it. No, that was it right there. That part of it, um, the public (coughs) persona and then who you really are Mm -hmm. uh, will define what should and should not be respected. Mm -hmm. And at some point, we've all made promises that we couldn't keep for one hmm. reason or another. And the, the one thing that should have been done wasn't done, and that is just own it. Look, I can't do that. That's just not who I am. Right. That's not. The, I'm just not made up like that, so don't ask me to go and be around this, that, or the <coughs> other. Right. Uh, uh, let's take that out of the equation. If that changes our relationship to the point where it's irreparable then we need to go ahead and go there and get that over with. Right. One day it was a Which promoter, is more respectable. Mm-hmm. A
1: promoter. Uh, he, he does comedy now, but he used to just be a promoter. Uh, let's just say his name is G-String. Uh, I'm just keeping it 100. I ain't lying. I put everything I love on what I'm finna say. One day, g Strang owed me some money. I did a show out there in St. Louis for him. He didn't want to give me my money. This is something I never forget. I went to his hotel. I heard him and his woman in the room laughing and joking. When I knocked on the door, his woman came to the door after a minute or so, and she was like, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I need to talk to, uh, I'm just saying his name, say g stray I need to talk to g Strang.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And she was like, oh, he's not here. And I was like... <laughs> What a fucking coward. <laughs> you done. sent your woman to the <laughs> dough. I said, I said right out that this bitch will never respect you, nigga. You sent your woman to the dough? Nigga, what kind of shit is that? You get what I'm saying when I say I respect? Mean, yeah. I don't think you could ever fix that. That's like... Your girl saw you do something that was so cowardly, Mm -hmm. even though she still might be smiling with you, Mm -hmm. she know, oh, this pussy motherfucker. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can't do stuff like that and expect to be respected. That's Mm -hmm. what Jacob did when
0: returning to face his brother Esau. He put all the women and children, everybody, food, carts, wagons, everything up front, and he was at the back of his caravan Cause he stole his brother's birthright. Mm. And he knew his brother was more man than he was. Uh. And he knew, like, my brother, he was scared. My brother gonna kill me because I stole his birthright. Mm. He put the women in front of him. Right. The kids in front of him.
1: The women and the kids don't respect the motherfucker in the back now. Nah. So now, I, I bring <laughs> that point up. I bring that point up
0: because if that is what is required, we hear people say it all the time. women are attracted to power. Facts. And if the black man is powerless in America, virtually speaking, because you already know, once you really start tiptoeing into power world, you were either selected and put there by the by the standing monolithic, monstrous system. or if you did you got in there your own way, you're going to be seen as an interloper, and they're going to get your ass.
3: Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, you dug up something, and, and <clears throat> it ties back to some of the experiences we've had in common, the three of us, and just met this brother last week, um, and how things played out. For example, remember when I did that show in San Diego, uh, and uh, I didn't make any money off of it. I was supposed to pay you that night, and I saw the look on your face, like, not again. Okay. And then, as soon as I got that money, I paid you that money. You remember that show in San Diego? Mm-hmm. The point I'm <laughs> You <laughs> the don't remember make... show. No, I want him to you be able to yes, understand that I do this, remember this, this,
0: that shit, that
1: nigga. That's the guy that did not that
3: love right? for you, right? For that reason, because. I'm I wouldn't let through you know. That. I ain't going to co sign nothing that didn't happen. Right, right. Right. Okay. Right. Long right. As right. long as we know. Right. Because that did happen. I owed you the money that I did not have. And I heard when I told you I didn't have it. I said, I'm going to get you that money, and I did. It was about a week later, no more than that. The show at the uh, the club that night, doing the black contractors thing. Do you remember the thing? We should probably talk about that off air. You think so? Because you my brother. I love you. I don't, I, no. we don't, we don't need to go through I'm that. I'm talking about that. Hey, that. listen now. Here's you, the example we I'm We'll talk
0: about this later now. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. no, man, no, no
3: the, reason, the reason I'm <laughs> even bringing that up here, sometimes when things go bad, All you can do is try to make it right. That's all you can do. Now, either people understand that and allow that to happen because on the other side of that equation, I'll move on to another example. With my own brother, all right, my brother did something that I have never. No, he said, move away from then. it. That's why I moved on. No, I'm moving on to Bobby, talk about it. Bobby, I ain't trying to stand you, bitch, man, but, but I'm just saying. just let saying. it go. You said, let that go. I'm using another example. Okay, Okay, do and that. here's the example. This is the example that I'm using in terms of trust and when you lose it and how hard it is to get back, especially if a person stays in denial about what it is they've done. Mm. That's the larger point that I'm, I'm trying to make. Is in in everybody's life we have done things that we didn't we didn't we didn't do the right way. And sometimes I ain't never done anything out of treachery to somebody, but I know it can look like that. But in my brother's case, that has messed my life up because I allowed that to to be something I thought I could control. I can't change him. No more than I can change anybody in this room or anybody that I know. But the mistake that I made was allowing that to somehow, you know, just kind of just skew my view of the possibilities of becoming a better person. And it took me a long time, I mean years, to not let that continue to spoil my spirit. Mm -hmm. And the story that I want to tell right now, it might take 20 years. To get over something.
0: All I was about to say is it can't take twenty years to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's the moral of the story. <laughs> that it may take time. Right. To heal a wound. Right. It depends
2: as well. Do you want to be a good man? Not every man wants to be classified. They some people are comfortable with their level of good that they consider. And a lot of times it's like people come from different backgrounds from the streets, come from a bunch of different things, and they're happy with their level of improvement. And they say, anything beyond this, I'm not even trying to go. I'm comfortable with, you know, what I've come to as a man. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants to get to that level of perfection of godhood. Some people are content with, damn, I'm better than what I used to be. Let me try to maintain what I am.
0: Right. But then you got to, there's the other point, too. There's a lot of people don't even know that that's the destination. Right. Godhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, you're a reflection of your household and you're a reflection of your neighborhood. And you're a reflection of your nation. What do you mean by that? Now watch this. If you're in a society that is treacherous, how can you be integrous? Right? How can you have integrity? Right. How can you have more morality if you're in an immoral society? Every aspect of our society is touched by immorality. Every aspect of our society lacks ethics. Are we going to argue law? Are we going to argue the judicial system? Are we going to argue the educational system? What system can we, can, are we going to argue the religious institutions? What, what are we going to argue that hasn't been touched by
2: immorality, that one could argue that is controlled, that isn't controlled by immorality? Well, you know, often people are concerned with whether they're right or wrong instead of whether they're good or bad. Mm. Look at that, and that's a difference. Right or wrong can be more so talking about your direction towards acceptable or what's acceptable under authority, like law. Law can be wrong, but you can be right by complying with it. How about it? So there's a difference when you talk about: Am I making this decision? Am I being right, or am I being good? Right. You know, because we can always justify immoral behavior by saying that well, is you know, in the context of reality, I still made the right decision. And I'm setting that whole point up to say. This society rewards
0: immorality. And thus, that is a good man to a lot of women. An immoral man who will do whatever the fuck to make sure everybody's safe. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Corey.
1: (laughs) He may get away with all that (laughs) shit. Come on, Corey. (laughs) But I'm telling you, when women or whoever sees what's right they know it. They they say, that's what the fuck was supposed to happen. They, they, all the bullshit aside, all the shit been said. That's what that's how it really supposed to go right there. We recognize right when it's in our face. And I'm telling you, man, it lifts up people who have a moral conscience. Mm-hmm. Now, motherfuckers who don't give a fuck about right, they don't right. give a fuck what come they way. Right. They just trying to get ahead. Right. They human haters. Yes. They want to get Ooh. the fuck in front of everybody. Damn. And that's a form of major insecurity. Mm. So I'm just saying, it's like, man. Insecure society? Real bad boys move in silence. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this to say, this motherfuckers that been out there on the street, act like they don't know what the fuck happened, laying on the ground <laughs> with holes in them. You know what them niggas wanted. You know what the fuck you did. That's what I'm saying to a lot of motherfuckers. Everybody play dumb. Mm. In society, we got to stop playing dumb. But not just say it. How can we teach the people that playing dumb is really fucking up everything out here? Doing the Donald Trump. Come on. Act like you don't know what the fuck it is. You know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Come
2: on, man. Nah. And that goes to your moral <laughs> conscience and your, your, your own, what is it called, self-accusing spirit or your consciousness. Mm. But not everybody's like, their spirit don't really tell them what's right or wrong in every situation. Like a lot of times we set ourselves up to justify all our behavior. Instead of saying that, no, how could I did that one better? Mm-hmm. Then how can I treat her better? How can I treat him better? Mm-hmm. And I always say that when you're doing, you know, uh, my definition, you think about God, you think about the devil's when, When you devalue a person, you being a devil towards them. Ooh. When you adding value to someone, then you being a god towards them. So I remember when my cousin was selling something, it was like some little shocker beads or something, and I asked him, can I get a discount? I felt like I was devaluing him in that moment. Yeah. So I caught myself like, oh, that's some deceptive devil shit because I'm using our relationship to be able to, you know, discount. So instead I said, you know what, I'm going to throw you an extra five on top of the price so I can be a guide to him so I can add value. Right. And I think if we look at the context of every situation in life, am I adding value to the people or am I devaluing these people? Mm. You know what I mean? Because that what we you did right be-
1: there was practice on being what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Because – in, in, in fact, it was such a beautiful lesson because you caught yourself, yeah. hmm. and you had the strength to be like, matter of fact, let me put this on it. On
2: top of that, just on GP. Right, you know what I'm saying?
3: That's and that that's, goes with that's, that's
1: powerful a, shit. A public that's, that's figure big. as
2: well. When you're a public figure and you teaching people all these lessons, you you get you have to filter yourself like through hypocrisy. Yeah, you know I mean, like right. I can I teach other people this, but I don't catch myself in those moments. Mm. So which, watch which this, which is why I feel so like Obama this. was
1: the worst thing to happen to black people Ooh. since we fucking been in the United States of America. So, <laughs> so watch this. Back to what the youngster just said. That was so man.
0: Sometimes the hypocrisy in your life is your significant other.
2: How about mm. that? Wait. Write that down.
0: <laughs> they're there to show you, nigga, I'm going to reflect to you who the fuck you really are, Mm. which is in opposition of who you project yourself to be. Mm. Sometimes the hypocrite in your life is your significant other, and they're only there to remind you, nigga, I don't give a fuck how manicured this mask is you wear. I don't give a fuck how neat it is. I don't give a fuck if Michelangelo painted this bitch. You still you behind that motherfucker, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm here. Mm. Which is why men fuck with women that they know. This motherfucker ain't gonna feed or nurture nothing. Mm. This just good pussy in the moment. And vice versa. And vice versa now.
2: But what about the ones that mess with women that know go make them a better man? That's gonna point out every single one of their falls and don't allow them to accept who they are Ooh, for where they are. Oh, she's thing. a problem. I guess she's something. a troublemaker. <laughs> Cause oftentimes <laughs> But in reality, that might not guru. last with her and that might break up, but through the insider reflection, you go gain wisdom and become a better man. Mm. And sometimes you meet people at different times that just allow you to grow. And they're not really destined to be with that person. But a lot of people become better after they go through a, go through a relationship where they damage and they treat somebody that they know is good, bad. And you mm. learn so much. And by the time you become a good man, it's too late. You gotta move on to the next one because a good person only gonna allow you to treat them bad for so long. I got a remedy for well, that. Well, they wasn't supposed to be with you anyway. They were just right, there to right. get you to the next situation. Right. Was a teacher. If you ain't, if you
1: have reached age thirty and you ain't on top of your shit, you really don't deserve to be up under no woman. Mm. Mm. You are stopping her and your progress. When you're when you 30 years old and you can't hold your own, you need to get out there and focus on your shit. I mean, they got shit like college that gets you set up or you get placed, and I think that's good for a lot of people. Some of us don't need to be placed. Some of us, you could throw us wherever the fuck we're going to find it. And we're going to figure it out. You know out. what I'm saying? But I'm saying it's a lot of people need to be placed. But let's say you, matter of fact, fuck 30. If you at age 35 and you still haven't found your way to hold your own in this wilderness called North America, mm. you you really don't need to be up under no woman like that. I'm not saying you can't fuck, but I'm saying you don't need to have nothing. But this my girl, woo-woo-woo. <laughs> it's stopping your progress because I'm telling you, man, If you have to do it, most of the time it brings something out of you to get you to get it done. Mm, But when you don't have to do it because you debonair, you whatever, you can lay up off a bitch, whatever, Mm -hmm. you are stopping your potential. Mm. You have to have the courage to get the fuck away from that shit. Go be who you can be mm. if your back is against the wall. Because when your back is against the wall, that's when you like, I ain't bullshitting out here. <laughs> right. i not shit.
2: And that's <laughs> like, what but, Mr. Farquhar says that when she, you know, got to take true. care of you, she become your mother.
0: She becomes your mother. That? That's true. That's mm. real. Now, back to what Corey's saying. Mm. Corey talking about 300. What do they do oh, to the deformed motherfuckers? They,
1: they, they oust them. Mm-hmm. They kill them. yeah. It, or they kill you or tell you to get the fuck on. Get yeah. the fuck on. You, you, you deformed. You gonna fuck
2: up the whole uh, the thing. Right. You know, mm. when we set it but up. So as a man, you have to have ambition to want to imprint your ambition and your will. Because I think that this generation especially, and it's, I'm part of the generation that I'm talking about, is super emasculized in a manner that they don't have that that real feeling of what it actually means to be a man. A lot of them... They don't feel as if they want any power.
1: They so, haven't had the the, the mm. rite of passage. Is that yeah. what
2: it is when you go out and you become a man? The rite of
1: passage, Look. right? You, man, that's they, missing they, they, they in America. Comfortable
2: being boys and around other individuals and allowing other people to manage their life instead of saying, "Let me see what power feels like. Let listen. me see what it t- what it how to go on the Let me the prove listen. my power in reality. What can I produce?
0: Listen, this is the new rite of passage. Fifty one fifty show mansions. Zo so What show? This 19 Keys Podcast. 19 Keys Podcast. How about that? This is the new rite of passage. Bobby G, what's the name of your country corner?
3: Well, yes. fried chicken
0: and wisdom. What's, what's the name <laughs> of your show,
3: Bobby? So <laughs> See, the thing is, um the links that have been broken uh have to be out of necessity repaired at whatever cost. Um, and and that's why'm I'm, I'm encouraged by this particular gathering because it's different points of view. Yes, common experiences, mistakes made, whatever. But here's where we are right now on this day, 2019. What can be done has to be done. I mean, it's no it's no exception to that.
0: Now, now we're getting into man shit.
3: It has to be done. You gotta find Whatever a it way.
0: Take. Whatever it takes.
2: If uh, can it, I ask you a question, is that where the name mansion come from? Mansion, like is yeah, there, is mansion. There any play on that? Men okay.
0: building. Okay. We building palatial mental estates,
3: mansions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm. But Bobby is touching on something that's huge. Well, from, from my generation perspective, quickly. Everything that people are frustrated about in in subsequent generation, we gotta own it. We have to own that we didn't do this, that, and the third, whatever people define that to be. We didn't get it done. Now, does that mean that there's nothing we can do?
0: No, it doesn't mean that no, there's no, I'm, nothing I'm we can do. I'm saying
3: that uh, rhetorically. Right. Because you got damn right. There's something. We just ain't figured out what it is that we can consistently give to the generation behind us that would be beneficial. Sometimes it's just telling you what not to do.
0: How about that?
3: This is why I say Steve Harvey is successful. <laughs> Got
0: quiet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of people get mad at me. They be like, "Why would you, you know, talk about Steve Harvey and the this relationship is why he the books worst. and all this shit?" Mm. Let me just let me just get this out and I'll throw it back at you. All right. They say, "Oh, he, he got divorced three, four times." Well, who who better to learn what not to do in relationship than from
1: him? But did he ever own up to the fact that he was responsible? He ain't never owned nothing, that. even when he was at Trump's. Take a picture while you come out the elevator spot he act like he ain't no I, I they just told me to come up get your whole inside. you know why you there nigga? Exactly, yeah. who the fuck you talking to yeah. you man my you
3: gotta
2: like own that. that yeah you got own dest- that. a man that like that would destroy be, a village like we have to force that where we don't allow you to make those kind of excuses in public no and that's part uh, of being anyway, a man where yeah. you can't fall back on your ignorance right because we know you really know and if mm. you didn't know then that's part of your preparation of manhood to put yourself in situations to make sure you're making the best decisions. Mm. So let's 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 unpack a few things here. You talked about ambition,
0: and remember, the Cabalion is right the fuck here. Mm. One of the principles in the Cabalion is polarity. What mm-hmm. does that mean, though? There are opposite sides mm-hmm. to everything. Mm-hmm. So we have to remember. This is why I say don't think in black and white. Think in stereo surround sound in other words with context fill in the blanks nigga we got a black and white thinking culture so we lack polarity we choose a side we don't choose the middle the buddhist taught taught you go the middle path the middle path has access to both sides of the yin and the yang. yeah that's trinary thinking do you get what i'm saying so when you say we gotta be ambitious i say no Ambition has another side. It could be toxic ambition. Absolutely. Me sitting with Steve Rifkin, with uh, Jodeci, and Coolio, and Razkaz in the 90s. I'm trying to get Razkaz a record deal. And Rifkin goes, how many millions do you need to get before you stop, you know, fighting and getting the millions? All the niggas said some sensible shit, you know? I mean, ten 15 20 million I'm good I could live off that for the rest of my life well I'm at 500 million and and I won't stop and I and I and I'll never stop who said that the this you? is rifkin this is Steve Rifkin talking owner loud records the jew no niggas was I said 10 15 20 million
1: no I'm saying who said 500 million Steve Rifkin Ooh, is he a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you, is
0: he? A... I don't know. I, I, I see him as a white man. I don't know what his religious okay, background is. Okay,
1: all right. So I shouldn't have said Jew. I should have said the pale person. Uh, now,
2: now, <laughs> now, 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 now. The reason I, I say bad. ambition though, because I think a lot of. So I think that this generation is very feminine, the young boys in this generation. And I think that they lack ambition, which is more uh, a balance for them, because I think they have the other spectrum. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of their balance actually comes in. Because they could, got the expression, they got the feminine aspect right. to where I think that these young boys uh, are more emotionally mature, mm. you know, because they more tapped into their emotional side. But, but they do had that much ambition. Remember this, 19 Keys, you can't be
0: ambitious unless you're fully present and aware of what the fuck you here for. Well, that's aspirational as well about becoming more. So you got to know what your purpose is. That's why I like The um, uh, the Way of the Superior Man by David Deirdre mm-hmm. when he talks about fucking your purpose the way you fuck a woman. That's what will attract women to you if you've clearly fucked the shit
2: out of your purpose, the reason you're here. Women are attracted to that. But you got to test yourself to even know what level of manhood you are. And so the ambition is about obtaining things, right? So if you have a goal and you can obtain it, that lets you know that your willpower working. In a consumer-based society, you're right? yes. So not to get stuck in that, but just to to test that, to know. And then you can balance it out with aspirational, doing things that's for a purpose. Because being a man, you have to be working. And not just like working for somebody else, but working on yourself at all times. Well, so that's the only work that really man. matters.
1: That's what the royalties, that's what royalty do. What 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 is the only work that matter? Self-work.
3: Yeah.
0: See, royalty sees working as worship. That's what the word means. It means worship. The slaves, the commoners work for the royals. The royals are busy working on themselves to have a divine connection with God. Mm -hmm. See, I don't have time to go out in the field and get the hay and the apples and the oranges. We're going to have the commoners... (laughs) go do that shit for us while our legs are crossed and we're vibrating and humming.
1: Is the problem the commoners who are aware they're the commoners are perpetrating like they're not that? Is that the problem? Yes, keep going. I mean, I'm saying, like, I don't know what makes you a commoner. I'm not going to sit up here and put that definition out there like I know that. But I'm here to tell you, man. It's a certain time in your life where you got to recognize what the fuck you doing and what the fuck you to put out there. And that's Mm. really you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You been out here long motherfucking time. (laughs) And it don't even look like it's going up from here. There's a lot of, you know, the easy thing to do is say it. Bobby. (laughs) It's hard to
0: do it, motherfucker. Bobby, is every black man in America, this is a question for everybody, is every black man in America... Is every black man's ego in America a glass house?
3: No, not not to me. (laughs) And it ties into something that that Corey just said. And um, I'm looking at it from my own vantage points. I'll be 65 next month. And there's certain things that it's going to take another five to ten years to accomplish that I should have accomplished before now. And the only reason I keep aspiring and driving is I haven't done it. And at some point, it's it's no matter what nobody else thinks, it's going to matter what I think. Because I have examples of that in my own life, having seen people not get there till late in life. So my message at this point to answer that question is, whatever ceilings and and all that kind of stuff. Fuck all that, right? They realistic. But fuck them. But I just can't be there a statistic. Go. Yes, keep in that going. Way. You know I can't be now. Other people that reasonably applies to, but I've been blessed with a measure of health and strength, and the ability to still look forward. And I'm gonna hold on to that because I ain't got nothing else to hold on to.
0: Give it to the youngster That's and real. then Corey. That's
3: real. Um, when, when give me
2: context when you say is every man's is ego every a black glass, man every, every black man ego a glass house
0: in America. Is it fragile? Is it fragile because he doesn't have a foothold? He's at the bottom of every sig- significant
2: statistic in American data. I think that would not make it fragile then. I think that would make it opposite of fragile in that context. Say more, yes. Because I think it would be justified, you know, because there's a lot of resistance and that ability to even feel like a man to be able to feel free in a place to where you grow up in oppression and where you, everybody wants you to repress all of your feelings. Mm. Nobody really... So today, right, heterosexual black masculinity is the last thing on everyone's list. Mm. And it's the last thing. It's no longer celebrated. You're not going to go outside and see ads of black masculinity. You're not going to see anything that represents your heterosexual pride as a black man in America. Mm. So when you talk about a person's ego being fragile, your ego is being shot at every single day. Keep saying. So that means that more so than anything, I must have some ability to be able to navigate through this world and still be able to maintain a sense of self. Yeah. So it can't be that fragile if it ain't been broken and everybody mm. been shooting at it. So mm. now you a sleeping giant, mm. and you don't know that you vibranium. Mm. Right. You run, They shooting at you, but you don't know the bullets is right. bouncing off.
1: <laughs> what, like is that what vibranium
2: is? <laughs> and, and, and you don't even know you're doing a good job at it. Look at that.
0: Look at that. The most villainized male figure on planet Earth is the black man. Yeah. The most attacked man and on planet Earth. And they make you feel Earth.
2: crazy for defending yourself. It's like if black men got into this position because look at it right now. Cops is killing the hell out of us. You know what I mean? And, and many other things. And black thought process of will that wants power says that, no, we should retaliate. But And now everybody is saying that why y'all not doing anything but the moment that you speak it, people look at that as a toxic form of, you know, uh, uh, dealing with reality and and gaining justice. So the expression of your core masculinity is something that people actually want to repress, but then at the same time, they will blame you for not expressing it. Now watch Hmm. this. Your black masculine, the black male ego
0: has to be strong. How does it get strong? In order to be with some women who will measure... You up or judge your usefulness based on white standards. Facts. This culture, where we live, you a good man based off of him signing off on on social or societal benchmarks. You got this, you've reached this, you've made it to this level, you're a good man. Mm. This is the society we live in, it's acquisition based. Have you acquired your degree? Have you acquired your career? Right. Have you acquired your living space? Right. Have you ac- you have now acquired this pussy?
1: Mm. Is that is that unfair? It's super unfair. Go ahead. I'm saying like now this is a. a, a, a I don't want to measure nobody to this man because this man is great, but um the, the point I'm trying to make with this is. You have to surround yourself around people who are getting shit done. Because if you are a person out there getting shit done or trying to get shit done, and you see people who are getting shit done, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's going to bring out what you need right. to get shit done. How about it? I was at the last Savior's Day, mm-hmm. and I saw the minister. You know, he had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. But. He was showing us gifts and things right. that he received in countries that ain't got nothing to do with the United
2: States. Right. Mm.
1: The reason he was given these gifts and given high praise by people who don't even live in this nation, mm-hmm. because his work shows itself. Mm. What he's done is. You know what I'm saying? You done put it out there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying to anybody who's looking for a way to begin the journey in the right path, mm. you have to be around people that's really doing shit. Because if you're not around nobody that's doing something, I'm telling you they're going to bring – it's like they destroy this – they destroy the power of your drive, mm. the right. potential of your drive. Mm. So watch and – be around people that are actually getting shit done. Then that glass slipper, none of that shit means right, nothing. Right, because right. you're going to be in the know how. Just by seeing them sometimes, you see something to right. be a gem for your mind, and it gives you what you need to get right. shit done. You so, get to
2: pattern yourself off someone else's thinking so that you learn that same pattern for yourself. And they want
1: you to have that too. Exactly. Right. You know and what
2: I mean? Always say, don't listen to what a person says, listen to how they think. Because mm. if you can learn their pattern of thinking, then you no longer need them. Mm. the goal for any man if i'm going to be teaching someone it's not for you to be under me forever it's for you to learn that same pattern of thinking so you can go for yourself Mm. and and become something that might even be more powerful than what the next man is the goal for every master teacher is to create a pupil that is better right that at least can stand on the side that lets you know that you're a powerful teacher so i look at like A lot of people will say Malcolm X became a better teacher than the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Of course. Well, that would be a testament to the master teacher that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was.
1: Right. How about
2: that? Right. I even look at people's arguments they don't even know. An example That's of
1: what I was saying before he said that. You see what he just said? Yeah. See, you learn by being around certain minds. Yeah. I don't like being around bullshit yeah, I can't do it. Once <laughs> I establish you as a bullshit uh, uh, motherfucker, right. that don't mean I'm going act funny with you because I'm, I'm one full of love. Right. But I can't fuck with you for real. Yeah. Like, hey, you know,
2: my definition up, of my philosophy of get... bullshit is when somebody says something with no regard to whether it's true or false. How about that? Or do something with no regard to whether it's true or false.
0: Wow. And I remember
2: that? when I used to try to play smart when I was younger, and I used to use all kind of words that didn't make sense. And people would like, "When well, you just bullshitting. And I didn't know what they meant. Mm. And so it was a point in time when I started actually reading the words, and then it changed my mind to more of mathematical thinking where I had everything I said had to make sense. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped bullshitting. So – a lot of people don't know that they bullshitting because they be saying things and doing things with no regard to whether it's true or false. And
1: mm. wow.
2: right on top of that, you Good sitting shit. up here on this planet knowing when you open your motherfucking mouth,
1: you're right. being judged. Right. Mm. Now, gon' motherfucker going motherfucker to judge you wrong most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Unless you're one of them fake philosopher-acting motherfuckers. Ah! Like oh, he did. Get the <laughs> fuck out of <laughs> here. You, you <laughs> listen to what this motherfucker <laughs> said. But I'm saying... <laughs>
2: If your works that you put in right. is 100 shit, right.
1: after a while, it's
2: going to be recognized. Right. You could be a good person and still be a bullshitter. And I don't think that's what most people don't know.
0: Right. And again, Wait, I, a lot of You could be a good people, person and
1: still be a bullshitter?
0: Yeah. You yeah. can be
2: good at heart, but not even know that you bullshit. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, no that's an lost. excuse.
1: That's an excuse, brother. Mm. Trust me. Mm. When people, because there's people out here who just ain't out to hurt everybody but well, they haven't mastered, mastered a, their a, a ways of, of bullshitting. Mm. You know what I mean when I say that? I, I, I hope I'm
2: making this clear because well, I'm people, not going against what you no, said. No, no, you're right. Some people try to master their bullshit. So you say mask they try to master their bullshit. Master, okay. So well, when that you ain't. recognize this bullshit, you're supposed to go in the opposite direction of it. Some people try to become a masterful uh, of it, they be like, well, this got me in that room, this got me I in see what this room. So they try to go further into it. Not I mean. really a master
1: of
0: it, but a maintainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it works, I'm going to maintain this right. mode of operandi. But right. guys, don't
1: you think if get you get it. in that room off bullshit, you can't stand on what the fuck nah. you came with. <laughs> no, you can't you stand can't. there. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's going to come yeah. to a
0: moment. You
2: want to come to that room, motherfucker. Look, this come from work. That's right. how I got here. Right. You can't mm-hmm. tell me shit. I think I've, I've, never, I've, I've had, never got a job or interview, rather, in life to where I didn't get the job. And I don't think it was. Maybe it was, it was a mixture of bullshit and confidence. Mm-hmm. But when I got in there... I made sure I did everything to make sure that I matched my confidence.
1: Watch this shit that don't seem feminine.
2: So you walk in there,
1: you get a job. Trust me, brother. It has to do with how you project and mm -hmm. how you look. All right. Trust me, that makes the difference. Cause there's people who come in there who got the best shit. Right, but they look weird and they don't project right. Right, you get what I mean when I, I say that. Man. When you walk in the door, you already win it. Remember, yes, I sir. told you that, young brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you already winning. it. Like, right. well, who is this? I like you. you so know let me know what I'm saying?
0: so let me do this real quick. You're listening to Mansions on Dash Talk X. This is the real man cave. Everybody else, man, we we you know what it is. Me, fifty-one, fifty Mansions, Zo so What Show. That's the triad. We out there killing the gang. Mm. Right this church. There. This Hmm. is the church room right now. Hmm. Somebody in the chat room said black men judge each other by white standards, too. Yes, we do. You might be new to the show. (laughs) We have a word. The word is some but all. Some but not all. We don't speak in absolutes. (laughs) We speak in generalities. This goes back, because a lot of people want to be heard. They want they... You know, that's they want gristly. their credit they for saying there. something. <laughs> Again, that's black and white thinking. Well, you do know right. the other side is true, too. Right. We, we don't have to say it when you're intelligent. It's right. already there. Right. We know that. Well, the reason why we're talking about an aspect of this argument is because we want to bring light to that angle. Exactly. That's it. So when we talk about men, black men in general, hey, we struggle being men in America. America uh, never wanted us to be men. Struggle being American men in America. D- and keep going. Mm. We struggle with hey. that. If if your woman <clears throat> is farther along in a poisonous society than you, and she feels like the measuring rule is uh, that rod is made by the system and I need that in order to ascertain your quality, that's not a woman for you. Man's a genius. No, I got that off.
1: (laughs) No, that's deep. That's That's not a woman for you.
0: And the flip side is true, too. If a man is measuring you Mm -hmm. by the same measuring rod, that ain't the man for you. Because at the end of the day, this culture, this society, does not allow you to really discover yourself and own it. If a
1: woman is measuring you by the last nigga rod, I ain't gonna even go. <laughs>
2: But and, and it's a lot of indoctrination with that from uh hip hop right now. Cause mm. everything is about finding a nigga with money that can take care of you, that can do this, that, and the third. And a woman might find a man that does what she wants him to do, but she he not gonna do what he needs. That's and real. I mean that in a context of where, yeah, he might be able to take care, take you out to eat, get your hair done, buy your purses, blah, 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 Zay, but that's not the man that you need, though, oh, all that the shit time. play
1: out. Y'all be arguing me? in a house full of shit.
2: Might find <laughs> who
0: <what> you want, <laughs> but so not going to find what you need. So let me do this real quick. No, Bobby, no. Bobby, we got to go. Where did they you? find you? How do they support you?
3: Um, Twitter, at Glanton Uh Also, um, yeah, just use uh, uh, at Smith. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah. Um, Each week, we put stuff out there, and we try to build on it. And that's what I'm going to continue to do is just try to leave a mark that makes sense at the end of the day. Everything else is work in progress. There you go. I can smoke a bag of that.
2: 19 Keys, what's up? Man, at 19 Keys on every platform, at 19 underscore K-E-Y-S on Instagram, on YouTube, 19 K-E-Y-S, 19 Keys. If I don't change your life in 19 days, unfollow me. There
1: you go. Mm. Wow. Here we go, Corey Holcomb. I know what it is, Corey Holcomb, 5150 show. If you don't know how to find it,
2: uh,
1: talk we to killed. somebody and get behind <laughs> it. You dig know what I'm saying? Hey. I just made that up right there. i just yeah, yeah, It worked. Hey, <laughs> last night's show was, whew, that it that was, was real fire, boy. We, had some, we had some real um, mm-hmm. brothers who've been, they ain't talking from nothing but experience. Mm-hmm. You understand? I'm talking about real gangsta, nigga. Everybody was in there talking some real shit. Not no motherfucker who perpetrates gangs A real yeah. nigga who right. didn't want to fuck with. One thing Willie D ain't brag on. Willie D boxing. was golden gloves yeah. in Texas. Yeah, now you know Texas got some motherfucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey, oh, yeah,
0: so listen. He? So That's listen, up. I appreciate everybody for chiming in. You already know what it is. We don't have all the answers. This is just the impetus of the conversation. Well, we first. just started it. You have to finish it. Keep it going. Keep it moving. Share it. Like it. Do all of the things you need to do to get this in front of people who need to see it. You know who that is, the youth. Let's get the youth thinking differently than you know, all the other people who failed us in the past. So let's keep it popping. I'm Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. Thanks for
1: tuning in. I'm Tyrone.
0: No, I'll I'm <laughs> be back Friday with another heater. We appreciate y'all deuces. Tyrone. I heard that
3: dude got a gun pulled on him. Oh,
1: Tyrone.